to the podcast where we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this nice episode, we're kind of taking a... Not step back, but kind of talking from our own perspectives. And we thought we'd bring this episode to you guys. We don't have any haunted updates, right? Not really. I mean, uh, we can maybe talk a little bit at the end about like some stuff that we captured. Oh, well, yeah. It's the lights in the sky. Yeah. And yeah. stuff. We went back to the park. And just when you think we're done with that place. Uh, Keeps some... giving us more. Yeah. Anyway. But no, we uh, thought we'd bring this to this episode because it's a concept that's been talked about a lot. And it's a question we get every now and then from other investigators and other psychics. But... And theorized, I'll show you, I had a burp in my throat, um, theorized the other side, what it looks like, what it sounds like to them. Granted, every psychic, every medium, every shaman you meet, anyone who has connections to the other side, will have their own perspective of what it looks like. But this is what we have seen, this is what we've experienced, and this is what we've been told. So, yeah, this is all about the other side. Every time I hear the the other side, I think of that Fit for a King song. Which one? The one where he goes, it's called The Other Side. It's on their newer album. Mm. And he's like, well, I'm not going to even try it. But he's like, The Other Side. (laughs) (laughs) But he screams it. I mean, but every time I hear the title of this, I think of that. But we're also going to talk about, too, I think one thing is any kind of spiritual communication that's occurred at locations that we've done where it's rather where (laughs) whether it's come through the spirit box is how they're describing how it is on the other side um i'm also going to share a download that i got which anybody that's not sure what do you mean by download it's basically a terminology that's used you know you don't necessarily have to be psychic but it's just basically like a burst of information to questions that you wondered about but never really had answers to and then all of a sudden you kind of have answers to them and it's basically it could come through dreams it could come through just like visions meditations but essentially that's what i mean when i say download and i had kind of like uh an epiphany a little bit about the other side so i'll talk about that as well and kind of what i see when i go kind of like looking on the other side i guess you could say now my ability we're talking a lot about abilities today, or whenever you guys are listening to this. But my ability is singular in an idea that I always talked about. And if again, if it's your first ever to listen to us, uh, sorry for any information you don't know prior. But I always point everyone into Shadow Walker series one through six, and then Megan's ability episode to get a good background on what, on what we can do. But my ability, I always always talk about when I explain it to people, is that I'm like hardline cables. I have to literally plug in to get any kind of connection to the other side as psychics and mediums like Megan or Wi-Fi. They pick up the signal regardless of where they are, right? Or they can pick up Wi-Fi. I have to literally plug in for my internet, which theorizing or using this analogy for the other side. But what I see is a lot harder. I, like I always tell everyone, I'm not clairvoyant, I'm not clairaudient. I can't see or hear stuff on the other side other than making a connection with my ability. But what I've seen, and this is the interesting part, People always say that Ouija boards are always the dangerous thing 
And I always tell them, no, it's not the Ouija board per se. It's the act of what you're doing is what is making it dangerous. You can make a Ouija board out of cardboard and drawing down and using a, a glass cup or something. And you get the same effect as a Ouija board made by, you know, what was it, the, the Monopoly company. I can't remember the name right now. Yeah. Phil yeah. and Bratley, probably. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Bratley and Bailey. Brat Bailey. Whatever. But the, the act is still the same. And people have always talked about that spirit box use is the same act as if you were using a Ouija board. It's just better technology. So one time, a friend of ours, investigator, was doing a live with a spirit box community to the other side. I reached in to make sure nothing dark was there and I pulled all dark entities away. When I reached in with my left, just testing around to see what spirits were actually there, I started able to see what is there. And my my tendrils, strings that leave my left hand, reach in and they illuminate the darkness that I see when I close my eyes of the other side. Like uh, little flashlights that are illuminating whatever I'm touching. Right? I'm just imagining little lights, uh, pings of light uh, illuminating whatever is coming across my hands on the other side. So I can kind of see what's there. Hearing, that's a little harder. But one thing I didn't notice, this is very interesting, that when my left hand reached around the spirit box, I could see what was emitting from it. And it was a beacon. It was a beacon of light almost firing into the sky around the spirit box, which made sense now. It's almost like it's attracting every spirit in the area to that one location and having them communicate through there. So, something unbeknownst to majority of psychics and mediums out there and everyone in paranormal investigator-wise, when you're using a spirit box or a phone app in an art of community to the side, you're basically creating a beacon for everything to come around and communicate, as the Ouija board did as well. This is why you pick up everyone, regardless of what you're trying to talk to. So that was interesting that I witnessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What? You lost your train of thought? Uh, yeah, I kind of went somewhere and then I went off and then I went back, tried to retrace my steps and it just didn't work out. But, um, but yeah, that makes, that makes sense kind of, of the download slash what I was shown. Now that's what I see on the other side. Granted, mm-hmm. I have no clear eye until the points. This is all you category from what you have seen. Yes. Yeah. So for me... There are three kind of atmosphere-looking area, environments, I should say. Well, not really environments, but, like, that I see. So if a person is stuck, right, person's stuck here, how I see them is, like, it's the best way to describe it, and I don't know who has necessarily seen it. Um, I'll post a picture of it on instagram after this episode releases so you could actually see what i'm talking about but it almost looks like if you've ever watched halloween town right lame it's not lame it's a good one (laughs) anyways um but uh halloween town 2 where like there's a curse over the halloween town and it's not in color anymore it's black and white that's kind of like what the ether looks like to me for the spirits that are stuck um, they obviously have some sort of color to them, but it's very just like monotone. Like they're st- like stuck in between. Like that's the best way to describe it. And for somebody that passed on and is on like the higher level of the other side, 
it looks like I don't even describe it like it's very bright light very peaceful very um, sometimes they emit like a lot of light or um, it's just like like it's like peaceful if I I've had where I've had to channel people and the ones that have made it to the other side there's a couple of people that I've I've done where I they made it to the other side sometimes they'll show to me show up in like a familiar setting that they're familiar with so it'll be a house or it'll be um could be a childhood home that they grew up in that's how they kind of like show up for me but there's this one particular place that I constantly see and when I was first communicating with my spirit guides and I was going into meditation I would go to this spot and it was it's like Mountains in the background, very, very peaceful meadow, right? And the people that I've talked to in this meadow have all crossed to the other side on the higher levels. Mm. And how I view the ethers, I believe there's high and low, right? You know, like higher vibrational area and lower. And the download that I got, essentially, was that emotions, when you pass, right, you open a door, a portal per se and what it's almost like your energy is the key so when you put your key in if you're hanging in low vibrations like have an immense amount of shame or guilt or whatever you tend to accidentally open to the lower vibrations instead of like to the higher end of the ether and or if something's if something is keeping you here you know, whether it be shame, guilt, you don't know what happened to you, you're unsure. It's like you, like your mind brings you to the lower vibrations instead of bringing you to the higher vibrations. So that is what I think, like when we go to locations and the spirits are stuck there, more than likely they're on the lower vibrations and they need to get to the higher vibrations. That's how you hear when they say, oh, I'm ready to cross or you try and cross them over. They open a portal to be able to go up is what the download kind of like said, said, and I was able to infer from that. Well, that can make sense in the idea that why we always find in some locations that darker entities, mm-hmm. um, entities of darker energy, like say demons or just humans that are very dark mm-hmm. energy wise, keep those people entrapped in a certain location that let them leave because they're probably feeding off that energy by keeping them there Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is so i think that and this is just my perspective this is what i've seen doesn't mean that it's right it's just you know you don't really know until you're on the other side essentially Mm. but i think they're just like with the astral realm like when you go into dream world there's a positive and a negative side to that that level. Um, the other side, I do believe that there's a negative and a positive side. And when you accidentally get to the negative side, right, you have to have a certain amount of energy to kind of like imprint onto the 3D to be able to move up, right? So you're stuck... Okay, let me reverse back. <laughs> okay, so the way it showed to me, I'm I'm not gonna I'm just gonna say it how it is. I'm not gonna kind of like make it sound better than what it is or anything like that. So 
the way they showed me is that just like we have higher dimensions, we have lower dimensions. And there's a positive and a negative source is what I was shown, right? Mm. Essentially, like, where, like, the devil resides, different levels of, like, darker demonic beings, like, stuff like that are on the lower tier. And it almost mirrors each other. Like, the positive and the negative, right? It mirrors each other. And we're on the 3D. We're in the middle, right? And certain things, if you're stuck on the 4D, on the lower 4D, which is where I believe that spirits get stuck, right? And you're trying, you have to get through the 3D to go higher, right? Well, in order to get onto the 3D, a portal would have to be open for you to get onto the 3D to then go to the higher dimensions, right? So if there is something negative, they don't want you to go higher. They need the energy to manipulate onto the 3D, and go through portals and stuff like that. More energy you have, the easier that is. And it's kind of like if you look at it like, um, kind of like, I hate saying it because it sounds so cliche, but if you, you look at it like stranger things, right? Imagine the upside down being the lower dimension, right? Things are stuck there and they can imprint, kind of like how Will was imprinting in stranger things onto like the 3d to let joyce know like he's here that's what i think spirits do unless there is a portal for them to physically get onto the 3d and i think that's why sometimes you'll go to locations and it's not a lot of activity and then sometimes it is because it depends if they're on the 3d or on the on the lower ether so you hear things through a spirit box on only through the spirit box versus hearing things out loud with your ears mm-hmm yeah, that's why you see things with your physical eyes versus only seeing stuff picked up on the camera. Yeah, because it takes certain technology to view things that can't be seen with our naked eye. Makes a lot of sense, and also makes a lot of sense because I, I was thinking about that. What you said that Marie told me all that stuff. I was like, what the fuck? If you look at a dead human soul mm-hmm. stuck in a negative, right? Their energy source is weaker than say someone who's alive. That's that source of energy is stronger. So it's like a difference between coal and gasoline, right? Both are good sources of energy, but the gas is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Cost efficient, lasts longer, is a little bit stronger versus the coal, right? So that's what we are to darker entities that use negative human souls as sources of energy. They see us as a stronger source, hence why you get hauntings, hence why people get oppressed, hence why people get attachments. Because if they can feed off our negative emotions... It's a stronger source of energy for them versus someone who's already dead. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense when I think about it that way. And that's why, too, a lot of times places that have intense energy, like intense, like spirits are able to communicate a lot. Demonic beings are coming through like it's it's just a lot like you're getting you you just feel a lot of energy at the place nine times out of ten they probably have a portal because that is how it is able to influence the three we always find them yeah Yeah. but that's how they're able to influence the 3d so much because they're physically here you know they're not on the ether trying to communicate they are here you think about every famously haunted location that's dangerously haunted a lot of stuff there's always talks of a 
some kind of connection to water, a swamp, a well, a lake, or even places where supposed portals are, and the possibility of it being them. Like, I'm pretty sure underneath the uh, Cecil Hotel, that entire area, there's got to be one there. And it's so, supposedly, by other remote viewers, psychics Mm -hmm. who have remote view, they've gone to Cecil Hotel and they said it looks like a giant portal with all these shit flying out of it. Yeah. So, other people have said so. So, that's why I said, I think I most, I I would put good money on. There's probably a giant or at least multiple portals in the suicide forest in Japan. Mm -hmm. It has to be a lot for that amount of negative emotion there. Oh, that's a feeding ground for everything there. Well, I remember I had a, uh, since we're just throwing like downloads and visions and stuff out here. (laughs) Um, there was a, a download, well, not download. It was a vision. No, it was a dream. Take that back. It was a dream that I had. And I remember I was in the middle of a desert. I don't know. It could have been Arizona. It could have been Oklahoma. I'm not, I want to say it's Oklahoma, but I'm not really entirely sure. But I remember we were in the middle. I like I could see exactly where we were, but I don't I don't know where. I think I looked it up before, but in the middle of this like I don't know, this like canyon looking desert area, right? There was a huge hole. Huge hole. And it literally was filled with water. It almost looked like a sinkhole. It didn't make any sense. But it at the same time, it looked like a well, too. I don't know how to describe it entirely. But um, I remember there was two Native American guys. And he was looking into the well. and Or whole crater thing. And he was like, I'm thinking. He, and he looked over and he told me, I'm thinking this is how. This is where they're getting through at. And he started to talk about portals. And there was some information shared about portals. But, um. I don't know. I, 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 that's kind of like what the download was and some things just like that dream that I've kind of gathered along the way about portals. I mean, it all makes sense. Yeah. It's creepy, but kind of going on to kind of what spirits have said. I always found that interesting when they start describing what they're seeing. And that's also a question that I personally like to ask is like, what are you seeing? What are you, what are you feeling? And one of the things I did before I did this episode was technically my research was I sat outside cause our neighborhood, I'm pretty sure has portals everywhere. There's, there's quite a few places, obviously the parks in the neighborhood. So you could just imagine. And there's been murders. There's been, I think possessions that took place in one of the apartment buildings. There's been uh, countless people saying that they had encounters in the neighborhood. So this neighborhood has a lot going on. But one of the things I did was I sat outside and I was like, you know what? I'm going to communicate. Obviously we have protection around the house. So we don't allow like negative things to come like in the yard or anything like that. So, um, you know, I opened communication up in our yard and (laughs) in our yard. It just sounds funny. Um, but I sat at like the edge of the driveway and I just made, tried to make communication and I wanted to know what the other side was like. I, I set that intention when I was communicating was like, I won't, you know, I obviously I have protection and I, you know, don't want anything negative to come or whatever. I don't want to make contact with anything negative. I just want some information essentially. 
And there was a couple spirits that did like come through and I had a spirit box going and I asked them, I said, I need to know, or I'm, I'm looking to find out what the other side, like, what can you tell me about the other side? Like, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, and I've been shown it before, but I was just curious from their perspective because we've gotten on past the locations that we've been to that it's dark, it's gray, it's, um, it's cold, cold. It looks just like our, it almost mirrors our environments. Um, kind of like what they look like now, but it's like gray. It's like a void. Uh, we've gotten all of that through like Estes method and, uh, spare box communication and stuff like that. And I had asked, I said like, what does it look like when you're stuck? And the person goes, bad spirits reside here. And it's, and I said, what kind of bad spirits? And they were like, the devil resides here. And so I, I asked, do they have like influence on you and there's no real, you know, communication with that or like what happens to you if they bad spirits come at you or stuff like that. And the last thing that the spirit said and then the communication was kind of dead was that it, it feels abandoned here. They abandoned us here. Mm-hmm. So, and that also kind of makes sense to kind of what I've seen is it does look like nothing's there. Like, it almost looks like our world, but nothing's there. Everything's gray, like an apocalypse situation kind of happened, which I find interesting because didn't you say, like, the ring kind of looks like that? Well, I always describe the ring as um, the, place, the place where I imprison everything I take. Um, is, like I said, a, a forest after a nuclear blast. All the trees are black and ash covered, like burnt to a crisp. There's no, no foliage of any kind. It's just tree dead tree and branches burnt sky is ash covered over like it's, it's overcast it's gray the ground is covered in ash it's like it's like dirt and like soot right essentially the best depiction of hell you ever get and everything in there is pissed off and angry and just screaming and yelling but or as it described we know what it sounds like listen to the opening track of iowa uh, slipknot's iowa album uh 515 times by 100 and that's what you get with what it sounds like in the ring so for anyone going to stop this podcast, go listen to that real quick and then come back. <laughs> anyway, but yes, desolate, uh, basically a barren field where all hope is abandoned. Yeah, and that's what that's what they did, and it's so completely opposite from people that I've seen that have crossover, and that's the thing is like, how would I just say? I think. You know, obviously religion kind of lets you know or tells you who gets, who should cross over and who shouldn't. And from what I've gathered, the person that makes that decision is ultimately you. You make that decision when you go. And then when you cross over, then I feel like you deal with whatever you have done in this life and you know obviously you don't want to you don't want to live your life in like the lower vibrations like shame guilt i mean you can feel those emotions Uh, obviously everybody does anger rage you can feel those emotions but you don't want to necessarily stay in those emotions your entire life and it's in certain situations it's hard obviously 
but like people that I assumed because they lived certain lives that I would think would have difficulty crossing over or difficulty going higher dimensions just because they did live in lower vibrations ended up crossing over. I'll give you a good example. I had somebody that was part of my family that uh, he was okay, nice wise, I guess. Uh, He had a very bad temper. He did certain things. And I know he probably had some shilt. Shilt. What the hell is that? (laughs) Some stuff that he, you know, felt guilty about. He was upset about, raged probably. And I remember he came to me in a dream. And we were sitting on this deck that was significant to this person. And he was sitting there telling me he made it to the other side. And he was at peace and he was happy. And the light that was coming off of him, like, I've never seen anything like that before. I've never even seen a a minuscule of, like, that emotion, that peace, the happiness, the love, even around him at all when he was alive and so I'm saying this because you think that certain people wouldn't cross over to the lighter side because of being negative but you you honestly don't know and I guess essentially you don't know what key you're hold to the end to the end you know but you determine what key you have I think I believe that you determine what key you have at the end. And some people throw away the key in the trash when they pass. Mm-hmm. And they stay here just to create the same turmoil they did when they were alive. Mm-hmm. There's some, yeah. I've encountered many human dark spirits out there. And those who dwell in the darkness long enough start losing humanity altogether and simply become just a black shadow. Yeah. Absence of humanity altogether, just keeping the, they say, the shadow of what they used to be left over. Uh, and I count a lot of those people. And those people are essentially, if you, I always tell people when, when I speak to them, it's like, if you've been an asshole in life, you're being an asshole in death. If you left your life as evil, consistently always wanting darkness and negative emotions and living off it, you'll do the same in death. <clears throat> and then you come across me, and I'll be the end of you. But I also think, too, another thing that is worrisome that doesn't necessarily that I found um, for spirits that are stuck here that I've talked to. And it's, it's always an easier kind of like cross for them to cross um, over. That's, an, but, that, huh? that's a perfect example of balance is me and you, because is that I deal with all the, the dark evil shit and you're the one dealing with all the, um, the light spirits happening to cross over and stuff. So yeah. in every investigation we do, that is what we deal with the most. Yeah. Can you deal with the dark stuff? Yes. But you know you don't need to. Can I deal with some of the lie stuff? Yes, but I don't need to. Mm-hmm. So we complement each other in investigations. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, so. Uh, kind of an interesting uh, encounter that I had um, of somebody that was stuck. Because obviously, I want to know why. Because I don't want to. You know, when it's my time to go, I kind of want to know like the do's and don'ts. You know. But there's this one guy at the, specifically at the park he was coming through. And one of the things that he was saying was that he was a blacksmith, right? I think it was, uh, I think his name, I don't know, it was very, it was old. It was an old name. 
Um, he said he was a blacksmith and that he was in purgatory because he killed so many. And the reason why he, and you know, that was through the spirit box. But then I asked him, you know, like psychically, well, like, why, why are you stuck here? Like, why, you know, I get it that you killed so many, but why? And he, he was saying he has the guilt and sadness for what he did. He's ashamed you know and like my thing is like i always try to kind of like work with the spirits there because like some spirits don't want to cross and that's fine they're not ready to cross but the worrisome part though that i i have and i i really try and help this particular spirit it was like the spirit that doesn't know what's going on you know that doesn't know like why they died can't remember why they died or they're just confused and that makes me kind of question spirits that were murdered right that don't necessarily can't remember who killed them or don't really know how they died they just know they were murdered do they get stuck here you know and they didn't necessarily do something wrong you know, to stay in the lower vibration, they're just confused because one second they're in their body, the next second they're not. And it was a violent act, you know? So it's kind of like, I don't know if anybody saw this show. I always relate to show because I have to have a visual like representation. I'm just a visual person. There's a show that came out on Netflix called School Spirits and it's very cheesy, very corny. Um, one of those kind of like you was expected to be on the CW, you know? <laughs> Anyways, it's got uh, the girl that played Tori from Cobra Kai. For anybody that's a fan of Cobra Kai, because I am. Anyways, uh, she plays the main girl. And basically, the ending the ending of the season is kind of bleh. But um, she's basically, <clears throat> she doesn't remember how she died. She knows she was murdered. But she doesn't know what kind of corresponded to that and she's stuck on the other side trying to find answers and yeah I'm gonna give away I need to stop um give away too much so there's like this group of spirits that are stuck there that are trying to cross over to the other side basically and you know she's trying to piece together and it just made me think and make you kind of wonder like if that happens with victims that are murdered or something like that that don't know like their case isn't solved they don't know they're missing uh, family doesn't know where they are. Um, maybe for some, the body isn't even found. Because, you know, there's that theory that, like, if if a body isn't given a proper burial, spirit's kind of stuck. And time. Time is something else that no one ever considers. Mm-hmm. question people always ask, people who believe in ghosts and investigators, is like, oh, why is there no ghosts of, you know, people who died, like, three years ago? Well, why is there always ghosts from like the Victorian era or like even the 1950s or 60s? I was like, because there is people who died recently. There are people, spirits who have died less than 10 years ago. There are There's plenty. But you got to remember, there the time you'll die, you'll come to the other side. If you choose to stay here, you got unfinished business. You might come back into a third dimensional plane and all of a sudden 20 years have passed. Like what? Right? Or 10 years or five years. What might seem five minutes to you might be five years here. Yeah. Time doesn't work the same way in the fourth dimension that we theorize is the ether. 
as it does for here, while our time moves at a certain pace. There, it could, time can pass very fast, or it could stay exactly the same, depending on where you are. But, no, the uh, reason why I, we talk to spirits that are that old is because time has passed for them already, and now they're ready to talk. Yeah. So, I've talked to, well, I haven't talked to, but we've talked to spirits that are from a long time ago, depending on the location. If you go to a house where someone died, the last person who died in there was the 1930s, of course the spirits are going to be from that time. If you go to a house where like people died from like 50s and on, or 60s, 70s, 80s, or say, maybe just people died in that building in the 80s. Yeah, you're talking, guarantee you talk to people from that period of time. You're talk to, uh, you know, a... Uh, uh, a Gerald versus, you know, a Sir Rutherington or something, you know? Uh, Sir Rutherington. Sir Rutherington, right? Or Reginald or some other classic name that hasn't been in use in, you know, centuries. Agatha was the one that came up recently that I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's an old name. It just goes where you go to investigate. You go to an old location, you're going to have old spirits. You go to a recent location, like say a, a cul-de-sac neighborhood that has had... Nothing ever happened happened on that piece of property for, you know, a hundred something years. Brand new home built in the last ten years. A massacre happens. Maybe like three or four families are killed by some murderer. Ten years later, they finally houses are sold again. Spooky shit starts going on in the house. Find out some of the family members who die that are still there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be from thirty years ago. No, yeah. they're going to be from less than ten. So, it all depends on where you go is where you're going to get. Yeah. But also the fact that time works way differently on the other side than it does here. And going back to kind of the concept of kind of like how the spirit box had a light. When I first started the whole like diving truly into abilities and stuff like that. One of the things that I was told by other psychics, because at the very beginning of my journey, I did have like a group of psychics that I talked to and got advice from. And we were starting to talk about protection and I kept saying, like, I don't understand why with me, it just feels like there is spirits all the time. Like, there's not a break. And they had said, you know, because I said some stuff about our neighborhood and stuff like that. So, you know, they said definitely the neighborhood has something to do with it. But she was saying that psychic mediums essentially are like that. They are a beacon of light. That is constantly shining unless you turn your ability off and you learn almost like a light switch how to turn it off. But if you don't learn how to do the whole like light switch thing, you just kind of are constantly like a beacon of light. So imagine like a lighthouse in the middle of like darkness. You're going to attract things, even spirits. And like I also- said about you, as like you're a nightlight in the spiritual realm. Yeah. They're all attracted to you. Hence yeah. why every house we live in in the future is going to be haunted. Yeah. And like, even with protection, like I, you know, I do allow things spirit wise to come through. They definitely come through. Sometimes it's, 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 it's packed in the house in terms of things coming through. And sometimes it's nothing. But I remember that's something that stuck with me um, for that one particular psychic. She was saying like, if I had, if I had issues being a beacon, then I need to learn how to switch the light switch on and off. You know, your abilities don't fully go off unless you completely shut them off. But you can at least keep at bay the, like, dim your light instead of a bright spotlight, in a sense. But when I heard that, that resonated a lot. And I think 
some people that especially open up with abilities have the issue of they don't want, you know, they don't want to communicate, but they themselves. And I do think certain people have not stronger lights, but that is just an enhancement to their abilities. They just are naturally bright. Like they are a 62 watt and then probably a 23 watt thing. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't yeah, know about wattage. Yeah, hey, I don't know about wattage. I'm just <laughs> guessing, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's there's a spotlight where there's are candles. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's a better one. That's a better analogy. Yeah, yeah. But essentially, that's what I was told, and it makes complete sense. And because I would say, like when I go out places, it's like immediate that things will come up to me. And so, and, and I've learned ways where I can even make that spotlight bigger if I wanted to. And more like, hey, everybody, come gather. Tell me your stories. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh. Also, has me telling them as well. Yeah. And a lot of times we find out some spirits are scared. Mm-hmm. They're scared of what is there that's keeping them there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think. Maybe some people don't want to hear about is the fact that there are things that can prevent people from talking. And we've noticed it from just practices at investigations. When Isaac pulls the dark stuff, the light stuff ends up amping up and has more of a chance to talk, you know? Yeah. Before I might seem quiet or relatively, relatively communicative about what's there. Uh, most of the time you might get insults, people trying to scare you to leave because the last thing they want you is to take away their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So they are consistently agonizing you, trying to scare you to leave a location. But, like I, if you know anything about my ability, which we've talked about a lot in this podcast, um, I'm not easily deterred. And I take care of what is there, keeping from everyone from speaking. And like, like Megan said, as soon as I get rid of all the bullies out of a location... Everyone else is free to talk, and they seem to freedom to do so. And then we get a lot more direct communication with everyone that's there. And even to a point where they can ask to leave, they they, they ask certain questions, they, they communicate, they ask who we are, all those things. Mm-hmm. And we basically tell them, hey, if you guys want to go, there's a door. Right? Yeah. You don't have to stay here anymore. Not everyone leaves, but majority do, and some stay behind because, well, you just got rid of all the, the a-holes. Uh, I kind of like want to stay here now. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And they ask us to come back. We've been asked to come back at a lot of locations. By spirits. Yes. It's kind of crazy. They ask for us by name. They say, when are you guys coming back? Right? Please come back. Don't leave me alone here. Stuff like that. So there are spirits who like choose to stay behind, but are you know desperate for conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I think, unfortunately, the ether that's like the negative, kind of like the void, the, the where like the people are stuck... It's it's lonely. And I think that's one thing that they talk about all the time is is that it's lonely. And it's it's kinda it's it's really sad. That's why I always tell everyone. Uh, for any loved one you know has passed on, visit the grave. Yeah. You know, pay tribute to it. Talk to him out loud, you know. I guarantee in the future I'm hoping. I always say I guarantee, I'm hoping. In the future, communication to the other side is just the same as calling someone on the phone. Ooh, that would be interesting. Right? And not always going to get a signal, because even in today's technology, I still can't get a freaking clear cell phone signal. 
in what we're all areas uh, the signal goes back as towers and whatever but connecting to the other side is going to be like that but not everyone's going to be there yeah, some people are going to move on move on to their next life maybe some of them don't want to come back you know it all depends and those who choose to stay you're probably having better communication with yeah yeah for us i think what Okay, I have a question for you, just mm. so you can. What do you think for us, aside from abilities, is the most useful tool or technique that we use during investigations to get communication? Same as anyone would use if they didn't have our abilities, spirit box. Yeah. Or the apps that we use for spirit boxes. Yeah. Which show good results. Yeah. Yeah. Because not everyone can do what we do, and not everyone has a psychic on their paranormal team. Mm-hmm. And this goes out to paranormal investigators, specifically. Yeah. Um, and any would-be people out there that would want to communicate to you to side using, say, paranormal investigation apps. Careful, because that's like using a Ouija board. You're not always going to get who you're looking for. You might get something lurking around going, oh, this one wants to communicate. And that's the, the cool thing, I guess I could say, about Isaac... And his ability, or one thing that allows a lot of cool things to take place, is the fact that we can make 100% communication without worrying of something dark kind of like lurching in. I wanted to lurch in. So I, can I know, get it. I know, but, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like I could go full force with my ability and not have to worry yes. about, oh snap, this Dementor looking shadow thing is. And I do think the higher level the dark spirit is, the more they can influence the 3D, the, our world, essentially. Yeah. So the higher rankers can have more influence on people. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion. And if anything is, I offer these my services to every paranormal team that's ever associated with us. Even those out there who are listening right now going... Uh, I could probably use you. All right. Yeah. Give me a call. I'm very available. Granted, if I'm watching wrestling, I might be a little less available, but that's just me. Um, but no, I, if you want me to, you want to sweep a location, me to take everything out and then, okay, you want to go through and communicate with everybody there. It's easy, easy 30 minutes for me. Yeah. So that's no big deal. And there's like, even doing the Estes method, I feel like I love, I think it's funny. It's, it's not funny because these are people's lives, obviously. But I think it's funny when they rat out to Isaac where the dark things are. Over there. Yeah. Yeah. They'll even tell him, like, because it even amazes me, like, whoa, okay. Like, they'll say pull or right hand or... Um, well, they'll catch on to the, the, the stick. They know where, oh, he lifts his right hand and grabs something with it. It's going to take something off the plane. So they yeah. start figuring it out. And... And start communicating with me. Hey, over there, over exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. And then the the communication too. It, it's really awesome to see like the uh, communication when Isaac pulls, like the reaction. Um, my favorite kind of thing to do is when we first go to a brand new location where Isaac hasn't been, and they see him pull for the first time, and the reactions that come through the spirit box, and you know, even doing the Estes method like we used to do. That was always very cool because it was so spot on and so, I don't know, interesting that it all correlated. So, yeah. But, yeah. but 
in summary, I would say that those who are on the other side, spirits, ghosts, you know, whether it be people that were alive 10 years ago or 100 years ago, they seem very intelligent, very knowledgeable about what's there. And that's a, the way I was talking about intelligent hauntings. Residual seems to be just a imprint of the energy that was there at the moment in time. Um, and that could be a noise recreated, a sound, majority of them are sounds. You might get the, a, a, replication, a replication of someone doing something, but majority of it's just just imprints of what used to be, right? But intelligent haunting intelligent spirits, they know they're dead. They, or it's not all of them do, but a lot of them want to communicate. Because we do get that question every now and then, am I dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't know that they're dead. And basically, yeah, you're dead, sorry guys. <laughs> Yeah, we have to tell them, and then they're like, "Oh crap!" Right, and it, it, it's it's almost a communication thing. Is it hard? Yes, because we don't have the greatest technology in the world to communicate with them. And this is my hope for the future with science taking an interest into the paranormal and adapting new technology in order to communicate the side. But that's going to be a harder, you know, harder fight to convince um, some of the most intelligent minds on the, on the planet to accept something that they've always accumulated to be not real so even though we've already had enough evidence to you know have them at least look into it but it's it's going to change a certain it's going to take a right side of right kind of minds to get into it but i think that wraps us up here for today yeah yeah um haunted update haunted update so um i'm going to be uh, releasing some, uh, I guess, un- releasing some unreleased photos and some little... Unreleased? We just haven't got to it forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to... <laughs> I was trying to find the words to say... Was going to be released, but never has. Yeah. So we've been to the park, like, what, like five times? Hmm. And I started... Because we had gotten some footage, and I want to go back over, like, the lives that we did at the park. But I sat down with our body cam footage, which was like the the third time that we went there. So it was like June of last year. That was when like kind of like the weird alien stuff really started picking up. And there was some stuff that we got that was kind of crazy. Uh, we got where Isaac's pulling and it's night vision and you can see his entire arm when he pulls start like glowing yeah it's strange because i mean i've never seen night vision when you move fast through it create an imagery around it that looks like this your hands glowing it almost looked like there's smoke coming off my hands right the other strange part was when i grabbed something you could say it was a bug right because it looked like it's flying right at my hand mm-hmm. but it happens every time i grab and pull a bug flies right into my hand I never feel it, but then again, there's a lot of mosquitoes out there, but it's strange. It happens every single time. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, it's kind of like that wind, uh, which was also at the park, that wind's footage that we posted on Hidden in the Shadows Paranormal. Yeah. Um, It's like, you know, when he's pulling, it starts, and then as soon as he closes his hand, it stops dead on track. And that was like this glowing glowing stuff and it was like blue it wasn't even yeah like the same color as the night night vision stuff which was weird um there's also a clip where we were doing <coughs> sorry whoo the walking estes method 
and you can see me kind of, I'm hearing like whispers, you can tell. And I'm looking down and you can see kind of like some shadows forming behind me. And you hear like kind of like an inaudible voice at the beginning, but then it goes, da, 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 Megan. And that was crazy. And then uh, we heard a lot of crazy stuff that just just didn't make sense of why we were hearing it in those clips. And there's a bunch. Uh, last time that we went out to the park, which was like a couple days ago, mm. we went to the water and we we went to the water because that's why I was getting called that we needed to go. So we went to the water this time, which was a new area. Um, we didn't do a live or anything like that. We just kind of like went. I wanted Isaac to pull the water like he pulled the the land. So we started on the trail and I'm noticing when, uh, like I get anxiety. It's not necessarily an entity. It's more like there's people around. We decided to go on the trail and I was getting a little bit of anxiety. Um, but that was because there was actual people on the trail, but needless to say, it was telling us to, uh, stop at this drainage ditch and, uh, there was nothing there or anything like that. But so we go off the trail, go to the water, still feeling anxiety. There was like a group of teenagers that were in an area that weren't, they weren't supposed to be. They were doing kind of like some weird stuff. So we ended up just walking back to the car and we said, we'll just do a spirit box session in the car. So we started doing a spirit box session in the car and, I'm taking photos of just like the the outside because I'm I, I'm trying to see like if we were gonna catch any of the lights, and so we're sitting in the car and I'm taking a picture, and I keep seeing in like the real the not the rear view mirror but the one that's on the side, and the side mirror. Yes. Okay, side mirror. On the passenger side, I see a woman in the back seat, and we have communication coming through, and. I took the photo and I zoomed in and you could see the silhouette of a woman in the backseat of the car right yeah. behind me. And it's like clear, a little like creepily clear. Anyways, so then we started seeing these lights and it was the same lights that we've been seeing. I tried to get it on footage. Uh, we did get a photo the same time I took the picture of the, the woman of these red lights, but we weren't, it could, could have been debunked. So we're not like saying it's anything. But it's just odd that those were there as well. But anyways, so we go and we're like, let's go back to the field because that's where we saw the lights to begin with. So we started going there and it is a clear sky. Like you can see stars, you can see everything. It's clear. And all of a sudden we start seeing, you know, we see airplanes go by. Yeah. So we are able to determine what an air, like what the airplane looks like. But then there's these three kind of spaced out things i don't even know what to sit to call it lights that are just hanging there they're like hovering and they're kind of like changing colors and that's the thing about the red lights is it's weird because they also were red um but they're just hanging there and uh i don't know it's just weird so we post some pictures and videos of that if you guys want to check that out on hidden shadows paranormal and hidden shadows podcast and it didn't help either that over the spare box when we were doing the spare box session in the car, it had said they wait in the dark, they watch in the dark. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh small ad, right? 
know we saved it to the end, but it's something we need, we've talked about in the last couple of episodes. We'll talk about it here again, just in case it's your first episode. Listen to us. Hey, you're going to be in the um, North Car- Jacksonville, North Carolina area around uh, Valentine's Day and want to meet us in person? Is that Halloween? Did I? I think so. Almost. On Valentine's Day, you want to meet us in person? Uh, we're doing a live podcast from a uh, place called Pizza Bones uh, on February 14th in Jacksonville, North Carolina, our hometown. So if you ever want to meet us in person, we can. you're going to be there. We'll, we're basically doing it's five hours, I think, of... A podcast, a uh, secondary uh, episode where we're basically not recording or airing. It's just us talking about the haunted locations we've investigated over this entire Onzo County area and a little bit further beyond. Q&A, a meet and greet at the end. We're going to be selling some stuff, the merch and other things. Also, if you had personal questions you want to ask us directly, you want anyone else to know outside, you can come talk to us there. That kind of situation is going to be going on. I feel like I'm going to be pulling a lot of mind forces and then... We might get some new cases. Who knows? But, yeah. February 14th, 5 p.m. at Pizza Bones. Come uh, come see us in person. Yeah. And we have all of the information. If you go on our Instagram, and I'll post a link, too, as well, in the episode description. But you could go. You can see um, everything about Pizza Bones, their menu, their ways to reserve your spot. All that. All of that. So, uh, we look forward to that. We are probably going to be doing a live podcast from the location when we do the podcast version of the segments that we're doing. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of people that wish they could go, but aren't local to us. Yeah. So, um, but as always, guys, you can catch our social media: the Hidden Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shaw Six on X, or Hidden the Shadows Podcast Two on TikTok. Links to all social media, always in list to us at hiddenshadowspodcast.com. Also, if you're dealing with anything paranormal and need our help with anything, either advice or cases or something in your home that you want to get rid of, either message us through Hidden Shadows Podcast or through Hidden Shadows Paranormal on Instagram as well. But as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Bye bye, yeah. <laughs>